2: Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike Tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. We're live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. We'll be here till 6.30 tonight. They have the board up for the Monday night football game. You can get a square and a number here at the Silver Slipper. And then at 7.30 tonight, right here on the Big 870, The L.A. Chargers Indianapolis Colts, and you can hear it live right here on the Big 870. At 6.30 tonight, it'll be the Saints Coaches Show, Community Coffee Saints Radio Network on WWL. Host Mike Haas, along with Saints Head Coach Dennis Allen and former Saint and now Pass Rush Coaching Specialist Brian Young will be on with us during the Coaches Show on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talking text line now, the voice, the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese. Merrill, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
3: My pleasure to be on with you guys.
2: Merrill, um, other than the ending of the game, man, that was one hell of an entertaining game to watch the Eagles and the Cowboys came down to Eagles offensively scored enough points to win, but the Eagles defense sort of let them down in the microcosm of that game hitting TY Hilton on a third down and what 35 play and the Cowboys was, were able to convert
3: it was it was third and 30 which I referred to on the air as third and Galveston <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know when uh, when you think about that um, you know cuz obviously you look at a shootout type game 40 to 34 uh, How is the Eagles fan base? Timmy Gardner-Minchu, uh, he, bottom line, he did his job. I'm looking at 25 first downs to 25 first downs. Uh, are the Eagles fan base, are they disappointed maybe in the in the Eagles defense? Overall, uh, well, Merle, where, where are they at with, with that right now uh, going into the upcoming uh, game?
3: Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I don't think the fan base is overly upset. I mean, after all, this is a team that went into that game 13-1. and one. And did everything right for so long. So they just had a game that uh, was a little bit, in some way, substandard. You know, back a, a bunch of weeks ago, the Eagles led the entire league in turnover differential, meaning they gave up, uh, they they took the ball away more times than they gave it up. They were plus fifteen, and now they're minded. They're plus nine. We and, and this past week, four turnovers. You you turn over the football four times, and rarely are you going to win. And that plus the the pass, the inexplicable coverage on that pass, uh, that really did them in. But they played well and Gardner Win did a very, very good job, threw a lot of good passes, made a lot of good decisions. A couple of those passes were right in the arms of Quez Watkins and just muscled out of his arms. They should have been completion. So he uh, he gets credit or discredited for two interceptions, but they were balls that should have been caught.
0: Now, uh, you know, Merrill, when you look at, um, obviously, uh, the weapons and what you have as far as uh, the receiving core, uh, you look at Smith uh, with eight catches, 113 yards. You look at A.J. Brown, uh, what he had, like uh, six uh, over 100 yards, 103, somewhere around there. Well, it seems like you've had that consistency uh, throughout the season from those two guys. Merrill, put it to you this way.
2: I think that trade you guys got, AJ Brown, it cost my old buddy John Robinson his job in Nashville with the Titans. I I really well, think that, that that part of it, them not being able to agree to a trade, you guys stole
3: A. J. Brown. Who's a great oh, player? I agree. I, I agree. They did steal AJ Brown. And I, I like to say that these are the best this is the best pair of wide receivers that the Eagles have ever had. And I've done the games for 46 years. Seems like 100, but it's been 46 years, and I haven't seen a pair of wide receivers that good. Now, you may say, going back in Eagles history, my partner in the broadcast booth, Mike Quick, lined up with Harold Carmichael, who a year ago went into the Hall of Fame. But I remind people that when they connected, those two, when they were teammates, Mike was in his first year, and that year he only caught 10 passes And Harold was very much near the end of his career. He finished his NFL career the following year with a few games in Dallas. So as far as being in their prime, and I'd like to say that Devontae Smith in his second year is just playing great football. And uh, as you said, A.J. Brown is an amazing player. So this is the best pair I've ever seen.
0: Now, uh, you know, Merrill, when you look at uh, the Saints coming to town now for the third straight season, the Saints make the trip. Uh, to the city of uh, uh, brotherly love, so to speak. Uh, but, And I even brought this, brought this up to Dennis Allen when he got hired to be the head coach. I mean, because obviously he's the defensive coordinator in charge of the defense, and the bottom line is both those games, uh, the Saints defense got gashed. I'm looking at the Eagles rush for uh, 242 yards last season, 246, uh, 246 yards the year before that. So I'm basically saying... Come on, Coach Allen. The last two games you've played, the Eagles, you've given up 500 yards. Don't tell me after this game you're going to give up 750. Because I I, I know unless you win the turnover battle, you have no chance. And now you might say uh, who can run the ball, you know, from the quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts versus uh, Gardner Minshew. But the Saints have been pretty good against the run. And they've gotten better this year, but in the past. But even when they were good against the run, In the past, uh, top three in the NFL,
2: not so much against the Eagles. That offensive line and (laughs) Jalen
3: Hurts wore them out twice. Well, well, you're right, but here's the thing. Uh, And this is taking nothing away from Gardner Minshew because he did a great job the other night. But don't forget, when Jalen Hurts is in there, they have to commit somebody to stopping the run with Jalen Hurts. Otherwise, he can gash them for 25 or 30 yards. He's that good. So he... He really makes an impact on the defensive alignment with what he brings to the line of scrimmage. So that's one thing. The other thing is uh, the Eagles got a blow, and I think it's a serious blow the other night when Lane Johnson came out. And, of course, uh, Nick Sirianni had his press conference today, but he really gives you very little about the injuries. He says that uh, yeah everything's being evaluated, that there's more tests to come. So he doesn't give you any kind of Concrete information, at least not this early in the week, but there were reports that Lane Johnson tore an abdominal muscle, and he'll be out for a while. And he might be the best right tackle in the National Football League, so that would certainly have an impact on the offensive line.
2: Uh, Merrill, I'll tell you a quick uh, Devonte Smith story. He comes to our pro football combine camp. He's uh... I think he was going to be a junior at a meet. And Ed Reed is standing alongside of me. And at that time, Jordan Jefferson was there. They had Jamar Chase, Racing McMath, who's with the Titans, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, who's with the Buffalo Bills. And man, Devontae runs two routes, catches the ball. And Ed Reed tells me, say, hey, Coach, who's that little skinny dude right there? I was like, That's Devontae Smith. He said, you can have the rest. I'm going to take him. Now, mm-hmm. Jefferson and Jamar were in that room, so to speak, working, and he, he figured it out real quick. Man, Devontae Smith's a big-time player. But on the defensive side of the football, is there a better tandem uh, at corner than what you guys have with Slay and Bradbury? Bradbury's really played well this year, somewhat of a little bit of a disappointment with the Giants a year ago. But, man, that tandem was really, really good. And also, comment about a little bit of the loss of C.D. Deuce going down
3: to the injury.
0: Yeah, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, yeah.
3: Yeah, that, that hurt. There's no doubt about that because he had six interceptions. And since then, that's where the turnover battle went down. That's where the, that plus 15 started to dissipate. When you have Cha- uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out there, he's, he's really a ball hawk. So they miss him, and he's good against the run, too, when he comes up into the box, but they miss a safety like that. and He has a lacerated kidney, so he's eligible to come back this week, But and again, this is not any official information. I'm just saying that to me it seems very unlikely that he would be back, but your assessment of the corners of Darius Slay and James Bradbury is right on because they are both outstanding.
0: Uh, you know, Merrill, all the games you've covered, and you look at the loyal uh, Eagles fan base, where are they at right now compared to when all of a sudden, you know, you got Doug Peterson who's now with the Jaguars, you had Nick Foles, you're going for Carson Wentz, and all of a sudden, th- that was a magical year because you win a Super Bowl. Or is, uh, do they have more expectations now, or are they just kind of like, oh, we got to wait and see? Because it just seems like uh, that passable win that uh, they weren't on the level where the Eagles are right now.
3: Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Although, you go back to that team. I mean, they were everybody's surprise. And then they came into the season and they lost uh, Jason Peters, who was their best offensive lineman. They lost Darren Sproles, who was their great all-around weapon. They lost their best special teamer in Chris Maragos. They lost the best linebacker, Jordan Hicks. Uh, They lost their kicker, Caleb Sturgis. One by one, they kept going down. And then ultimately in Los Angeles, the day they wrapped up the NFC East, they lost Carson Wentz. At that point, nobody expected them to make a serious run. I mean, they were in the playoffs, but nobody thought this team was going to the Super Bowl. But amazingly, they not only went to the Super Bowl, but they won it. Now, this team had the best offensive line in football. I don't care what anybody says, great offensive line, tackle to tackle. But if Lane Johnson goes down for any appreciable period of time, that is a significant blow to that offensive line. They have Jack Triscoll, a young guy who can come in and perform, but he's not Lane Johnson. That's why I say at the beginning of the season, you get everybody when the schedule comes out, They take the schedule and they go, W, W, L, W, W, W. -W Uh, This might be L. And I say, you're wasting ink. You are wasting ink because you guys know as well as I that the NFL is a war of attrition. When they talked about the Dallas game in August, I said, if you could tell me who's going to line up for both teams on December 23rd, you know, the day before they met, uh, I'll give you a pretty good idea of who's going to win. But not, not when you when you see what could happen. I, I had no idea that when the Eagles and the Cowboys would meet, they'd be without. So they'd be without Jalen Hurts. That's a pretty big guy to miss.
2: Merrill, um, maybe it was just the first impression, but C- Coach Seriani, right off the bat, maybe he didn't hit it. Uh, it didn't maybe sound right. it it, it didn't come across real well. But man, when you watch his teams over the last two years, they are a really well-coached football team. You you can say maybe he didn't make a great first impression at the press conference and everything else, but when you watch those teams play, they are well-coached and fundamentally sound.
3: You're absolutely right. And when the first press conference, here's a guy who's a coach, a head coach for the first time in his life. So... He wasn't real comfortable behind the microphone in front of a large press corps, but this is different. Time has come, and now he's he's very smooth and self-assured even when he meets the media. He's a very, very good guy, and the players like him, but at the same time, he has a sense of feeling of authority, too. Uh, he does not stand for any anybody taking a playoff. He's he's very, very tough, but he's he's respected and liked by the players, so he's done a great job, and so have First of all, I've never been around in all of these years, I've never been around a better offensive line coach than Jeff Stoutland. I mean he came from the University of Alabama. He he is he might be the best O line coach in the National Football League. And then the coordinators are great. Uh, I think there's a good chance next year that Jonathan Cannon Jonathan Gannon, the uh, defensive coordinator, is going to be a head coach someplace. He was a finalist with three teams last year. And Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, because of the way his offense has responded to his coaching and play calling, could be on somebody's list also. So you look at uh, good teams, and they have good coaches. In fact, many years ago, guys, the first coach that I was uh, play-by-play man under was Dick Vermeil, and I learned a lot of things from Dick Vermeil. One of the things he said was a head coach has to hire people who are good enough to take his job. He has to hire assistants who are head coaches in the future. And that's what that's what they did, and that, that is really working out. They're outstanding coaches.
0: Now, uh, Merrill, when you look at, like, all of a sudden, you know, when you get the schedule out in the spring, you're like, ah, the Saints might be dealing with inclement weather, not uh, Nashville or Charlotte, but, like, Cleveland and Philadelphia and all of a sudden uh, you know the the second coldest game ever in Cleveland the coldest game ever in the Saints organization they come out on top now they gone to Philadelphia my understanding uh, you know the 10 day forecast or whatever the forecast what it's like high 50s low 60s But the, point yes, yeah. but, the but, but but the point I want to bring
3: that's a yeah. waste of a perfectly good golf thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Merrill, the, the, the point I want to bring up, you know what? You know what? The Saints have now won the last three games that have played in sub-freezing conditions the last dozen years. They beat the Bengals in 2010, 34-30. It was 23 degrees. I know you called this game. And then four years later, they beat the Eagles uh, 26-24. Nineteen degree wind chill in the NFC mm-hmm. Wild Card game. Yeah, so it's yep, like, I that. yeah, the Saints have kind of handled it, but it seems. But it like won't be that weather. It, 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 it seems like it's going to be a fall game, you know, come
2: Sunday.
3: Yeah, it it really the forecast said a uh, sixty degrees. Believe it or not, the chance of thunder showers. I I can't believe this. Believe me, I was in Chicago two weeks ago when. You know, you you couldn't feel your fingers for about half the flight home.
0: So yeah, so it could be like a uh, so uh, you know. With that being said, Merrill, uh, if it's I don't know high fifties, low sixties, and it's raining, I mean, is that uh, I mean, who can handle the elements? Uh, the elements like wet ball or what?
2: Garner Minshew, remember, played at Washington State. Man, they had never good weather right, right, at right, Washington right. State in Pullman, Washington. Yeah.
3: Well, the Eagles played uh, Jacksonville early this season in a downpour, and they were down 10 points, and then they pushed the the gas pedal, and they won going away. So the weather didn't bother them much there. And Jalen Hurts, if Jalen starts, he's got great big hands, and he's been holding on to the football very well. And, you know, we talked about the receivers. Uh, We talked about A.J. Brown. We talked about Devontae Smith. But the other guy is not a wide receiver, but, boy, can he catch. In fact, he was – on the injured reserve list during the pro bowl voting. So he wasn't eligible, but he's a pro bowl wide receiver, uh, pro bowl receiver. And that is the tight end Dallas Goddard. He is a force.
2: Uh, Merrill, you, your thoughts on, on what's happening in Jacksonville. And sometimes coaches they, they're short life, you know, wherever they are, but to see what Doug is doing with Jacksonville after a disaster of a year ago with he's way better than urban Meyer and and come on your thoughts on, on what doug is is doing out in jacksonville
3: you know what doug is a close friend and i am i i know i i tend to be biased in that direction but doug is an outstanding coach i knew when he was hired in jacksonville that the career path of trevor lawrence was suddenly taking an upswing because lawrence Bobby, you know, is incredibly gifted, and all he needed was some guidance. And Doug is a quarterback guru, as well as an outstanding person and a fine head coach, took the Eagles, to and won their only Super Bowl, only Lombardi Trophy. But Doug is doing a phenomenal job there.
2: Harold, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Man, we really appreciate it, and thank you for all your years. Man, you gave us some great calls, and that voice um – Everybody knows it's you. As no, soon uh, as you open your bo- 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 mouth, bo- bo- they they don't <laughs> maybe recognize the face, but they know the voice. No,
0: they know the voice. Let me tell you, Merrill is the first ballot Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Listen, I don't say that lightly. I, I know who in the hell uh, knows what they're talking about, and you want to listen, and that's Merrill right here. I mean, it's like bottom line. He slam dunk, first ballot Hall of Famer.
3: Thank you. I I wish you were one of the voters. Or you're Or you're One of the two. Either, Maybe I'm good one. I good with I Listen, I don't think about that. I think about the fact that I get to do what I love to do more than anything else in the world, and that is broadcast NFL football. So that is an honor and a privilege, and it's something that will never get old. And people once said, well, you've been doing this 46 years. How long do you want to do it? And I said, I am not retiring. They will have to pull me away with a crane. So I, I love it, and, uh, and, and thank you for the nice accolades, and you guys do a great job, too. And I look forward to doing the Eagles and the Saints and having a real good football game to do this Sunday at the Lake. Thank you for having me on.
2: Thank you so much. Meryl right, Merrill, the legendary voice, radio voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be back to finish it up here on Second Guest.